us the people of God. Thanks be to God. So put your imagination caps on with me this morning. I want you to imagine, as I was talking to the kids, that someone comes running through the back doors of our sanctuary, bursting through the doors, interrupting our worship service. They come running in and they announced that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming, they yell. He's coming right now. What would you do? What would you think? How would you act? I saw a bumper sticker once that said, Jesus is coming, look busy. No, right? My mom, as uh, if you spend much time with her, she will tell you that she's anxiously awaiting the second coming of Christ. She informs God all the time that she's ready for Jesus to come again in glory, for every eye to see and every ear to hear. She's ready to be face-to-face with Jesus. We would never anticipate, though we should always be ready, but we would not anticipate that someone would come running into our midst and announce that Jesus is coming. But in the times of Jesus and Zacchaeus, whose story Matt just read to us this morning, in their time, Jesus was wandering around this world, around his world. He was coming face to face with his people all the time. So in biblical times, it was not a strange event for someone to run into a room or a gathering of people and announce that Jesus was coming. And the response was immediate. People wanted to see Jesus. They wanted a chance to look into the Savior's face, to hear his words, his wisdom. Even opposition to Christ wanted the chance to see this Jesus who was causing all of this ruckus. In our scripture reading today, Jesus is entering into the city of Jericho. He'll be passing through. And there was a man there, a man that many others knew, a man named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was the tax collector. Now, Don't get me wrong, as much as the IRS instills fear into most of us, Zacchaeus was not your normal suit-wearing IRS agent. He wasn't sending out audit notices and summoning you for an uncomfortable meeting in a bland IRS office. No, Zacchaeus, the tax collector, was the one who showed up at your door to collect what they had deemed belonged to the Roman government. Not through an audit process, but rather through a more direct route. Zacchaeus would show up with his band of Roman soldiers and they would collect what was owed. I think of Zacchaeus as being more like a made man in the mafia than an IRS agent. You know, you've seen those mafia movies where the the, the scary guys show up to collect the protection fee from the business. And if they don't pay the protection fee, then they're not protected. So the business has no choice but to pay what they have deemed to be the fee. If they don't pay it, then their business will not only not be protected, but it will probably be destroyed. And so what choice do they have? That was kind of like how this taxation process went. Zacchaeus and his tax collector buddies would show up and they would try to collect the established 
tax, they would add a little bit on for themselves. Luke's gospel says that Zacchaeus was not just any tax collector, he was the chief tax collector, and he was rich. And it doesn't take long in Luke's gospel to pick up the theme that he did not hold people who were rich in a high regard. Typically, men like Zacchaeus were rich because they added on that little bonus to the tax, and that made a nice little side profit for themselves. So here we have this man who is profiting off of the very livelihood of his own people, working with the Roman government, bringing the muscle-bound tax collectors with him in a grand show of force, and then someone says, Jesus is coming. Jesus is He's coming. And scripture says that Zacchaeus wondered who Jesus was. He wanted to see Jesus, but, but he was too short to be able to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead on the road and climbed up the sycamore tree so that he could see. Now I want you to pay close attention to the way the scripture describes this incident. In 19.3, the scripture says, that Zacchaeus wondered who Jesus was, wanted to see who Jesus was. Did he not know who Jesus was? Had he not heard? Had he never seen? What made him curious to know who Jesus was? What, what motivated him to run ahead and climb the tree? Now, I've talked about my dad before. My dad was a short guy. He was maybe my height. Though if you asked him, he was 5'10 and a half, which is not accurate. But my dad, because he was very aware of his short stature, you would not have caught my dad up a tree unless a bear chased him up there. That's the only thing that's going to drive my dad up a tree, not curiosity to see another person. Because that would be setting his own pride aside to climb the tree because he couldn't see. So what motivated Zacchaeus to climb the tree? What drew him there? Why did he care who Jesus was? In any event, the scripture reads that Zacchaeus wanted to know Jesus, so he ran ahead and he climbed the tree. And then, here he is, face to face, Zacchaeus and God. Zacchaeus and the Savior, Jesus. And note that when Jesus came upon the place and looked up and saw Zacchaeus in the tree, he called out to him by name. He said, Zacchaeus, hurry, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. Zacchaeus climbed the tree wanting to know who this Jesus is, yet when Jesus arrived, he called out to him by name. What an amazing living example of the prevenient, the pursuing grace of God. The grace of God that pursues us even before we know who God is really, even when we're just maybe a bit curious. God calls out. Jesus calls out to the tax collector, the sinner, Zacchaeus by name. Jesus called out to the one who had just been sinning. Like, he didn't have a, a period of recovery. You know, when I was uh, Catholic, when I was growing up, 
When you went to confession, you said, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been X number of days since my last confession. If Zacchaeus went to confession, he couldn't say it's been, he would have to say it's been zero days since my last sin. I was just sinning, I don't know, half hour ago. He was actively living in a life of sin, stealing from his neighbor, intimidating people, taking advantage of them. Yet he was never outside of God's knowledge. And Jesus calls him out of the tree, off of the limb, by name, and says, hurry, I must stay at your house today. Now, if you still have your imagination cap on, imagine that you're one of the people in the crowd. You have seen that detested Zacchaeus, that crook, up in the tree for heaven's sake. Can you imagine the conversation in the crowd? Look at this guy. Look at this. He's up in the tree. What's he doing? He looks ridiculous. And then you see Jesus, precious Jesus, calling out to him by name. And and the conversation in the crowd, I'm sure, was, (laughs) he's going to get it. Amen. Oh, boy. His goose is cooked. That traitor, that thief, that sinner, he's going to get it now. Jesus is going to come down on him like who knows what. And they all sat there and watched that sinner who sins way worse than they sin. So he deserves it. So ha, he's going to get it. And then the Savior says, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to go stay at your house. <laughs> Wait, what? He's going to go stay. He's going to go stay at his house. Jesus is going to go hang out at the sinner's house, the traitor's house. That isn't right. He sins way worse than me. Doesn't Jesus know that? Yes. Yeah. Jesus knows exactly who Zacchaeus is. God knows exactly who Zacchaeus is and has known exactly what Zacchaeus needs on this day. This day when he wonders who Jesus is. On that particular day, that day recorded in the Gospel of Luke, that moment where where Jesus or where Zacchaeus became just curious about God, just, hmm, wonder who that Jesus is. So he runs to the sycamore tree to get just a peek. God knew Zacchaeus just as God knows each one of us. And years before Zacchaeus wondered about Jesus and years before Zacchaeus was just a little bit curious to catch a glimpse of the Savior, years before Zacchaeus strained amongst the leaves, God provided a tree. Years before Zacchaeus needed it, God provided a place where he could come and seek. In the harsh environment of Jericho, which is not like Tiffin, Ohio, you know, we just planted a buckeye tree. Richard and and Gary planted a buckeye tree in our side yard. I got pretty good dirt, right, Richard? Pretty good dirt. Tree's probably going to be fine. Jericho, not great dirt. A lot of rocks might worry about planting a tree there, but 
But see, the sycamore tree was hardy enough to grow in the harsh environment that was Jericho. That just so happens to be the tree that was planted. And sycamore trees have an extraordinarily robust root system. They grow deep and wide to protect themselves so they will not be moved by years and years of wind. Sycamore trees are known to grow high, but they also grow wide with thick branches that can support the weight of a man who was trying to catch a view of a coming savior. Long before Zacchaeus wanted to catch just a glimpse of Jesus, God was preparing a place for this moment to happen. Because that's how God works. While we're still wondering about God, God is preparing a place that will help us to seek. While we're still curious, maybe, but hesitantly, God is preparing a place for us to go that we can catch a glimpse of grace. A place that we may not choose to use for years and years and years, yet it waits to receive us. While we are still deep, deep, in sin, Jesus still knows our name and wants to come and dwell with us in spite of what the neighbors think because we're a way worse sinner than they are. But Jesus wants to come. When we've chosen the wrong side of justice and done the most heinous things, like Zacchaeus has done, acting as a tax collector, taking and stealing from his own people for his own benefit, Jesus still sees us as a child of God. When we stray from our true identity, Jesus still sees who we are, and even better, he sees who we can be. And he calls out to us by name. Then when the time comes and we take our our curious selves, to the next level. Maybe we're not even brave enough to climb a tree. Maybe we just catch a glimpse, read a verse, go with someone to church, watch it online, listen to a song, cry out. When we accept that it, that it might take a bit of curious work to see this, Savior, when we decide to surrender to our curiosity and seek our Jesus, the, re the response from God is immediate. See, he's been waiting for us to just have a spark of curiosity and say, how could you love me? And he's just waiting to call us by name, to say, I see you, I know you, come. You see, some of us get it wrong. We think we can't come until we're worship ready, until we're worship worthy. We think we need to remedy all that is wrong about us before we can seek the Savior. But it's just the opposite. God has prepared a seeking place for us right in the middle of the territory of our sin. Jesus didn't wait for Zacchaeus to grow curious enough to come to the temple where God dwelled. 
God prepared a place in the middle of his sinful life so that God could come there and call him by name and say, I know you, I see you, I love you. Come quickly. The tree's waiting. The moment is waiting. God is waiting. Waiting for us to just have enough wonder to reach. That's all it takes. And then, oh, then Jesus will catch our eye. And he'll say, I want to come. I want to be part of your life. I want to come and I want to come and hang out. I don't care what the neighbors think. Eh. I want to come and be with you. He doesn't say to Zacchaeus, get your act together. Better start treating your people right. Treating your people better. Right all your wrongs. Then you'll be worthy to receive the grace that I'm offering. If we could do that, we wouldn't need grace. If we could save ourselves, we wouldn't need a savior. And if we wait to get it right, then we'll wait forever. That is not the intention. God has prepared a place. Christ is waiting to call you by name. All you have to do is try to catch a glimpse of glory. Just a glimpse. And we'll find ourselves when the Spirit prods our curiosity we'll find ourselves face to face with grace. And then, then the work begins. Change begins. Verse 19 says that as soon as Jesus stopped speaking, Zacchaeus hurried down from the tree, was happy to welcome him. And you see the change begin immediately. Because as soon as we're face to face with grace, as soon as we believe in the hope of grace, that we can be okay to stand before God because of the work of Jesus Christ. And when we accept that, really accept it, not lip service accept it, not, well, I, yeah, I, yeah. No, when you get it, when you get it and you take it and you know that love of you, your name, held him to that cross, then everything changes. And even as the rest of the world sees just a sinner, change is happening. Grace invades our very souls, and we begin to see where we've gone wrong. And we know we can't undo what we've done, but we can do better. When you come face to face with God, when your heart is strangely warm, when you realize that Jesus wants to be with you, he wants to come to your house then you realize that you're worth coming to. You're, you realize that you want to do better because you owe it to him who's done it all. You want to become a channel of that grace. And in Zacchaeus, we see an immediate change. Before they've even left the spot, the tax collector turned disciple says, I'm going to give half of my stuff away. Half of my stuff, I'm going to give it to the poor. See, that's what grace does. 
He says, if I've taken advantage of anyone, I'm going to pay him back four times over. And Jesus says, salvation has come here today. You are living into your true identity. The Son of Man has come to seek out and save the lost. And on that day, under that tree, the Son of Man came to seek and save, and Zacchaeus is found and free. Where are you in this story? Are you wondering if God knows your need? And is he going to provide a tree? Are you wondering if you venture out among the branches, will you meet the Savior? Are you just curious enough? Are you among the crowd? Wondering how Jesus could hang out with that kind of person, that sinner who sins way worse than I sin. Because you know, we're all sinners. Are you changed? Have you been sought out and saved? And are you striving to be a channel of that grace you have received? We're all over this story. No matter where we are, God knows our name. God has always been preparing a way. And God waits for the moment that you will just be curious enough to turn and look. And what was lost will now be found. And all God's people said, amen. Let's continue our worship in an attitude of prayer.